Before you line up behind the Ukrainian government and Mr. Zelensky, you ought to know about the deep state's role in Ukraine. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. everybody, welcome to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman. Uh, last few weeks, we've been focusing on the Ukraine-Russia crisis. Uh, last week, we made a lot of people mad by exposing, exposing uh, Russian strongman Putin as a gangster, as uh, a, a close ally of the deep state, who is following to a T globalist New World Order freak Henry Kissinger's strategy for a world order, that is dividing the world up into regional orders and then merging them all into a one world order. Uh, and we also talked uh, the week before that about how the deep state has been planning a convergence between the Eastern world and the Western world. And the week before that, we warned uh, that Putin and company were very likely to start a war because war is such a useful tool for the deep state in terms of advancing their globalist agenda. And uh, today, as promised, we are going to focus in on Ukraine. Now, I want to start off by saying that um, Zelensky, first of all, is not a freedom fighter. He's not a patriot. He's not a libertarian or liberty-minded uh, fighter for his country's sovereignty. In fact, he is a pro-abortion, anti-gun fanatic. He's a globalist. And uh, now he's suddenly supposed to be our new hero because he's a hero of the same people who just spent two years lying to us about COVID and crushing individual freedom all around the world. Sorry, but I'm not convinced. The same people that just lied for me to me for two years are not going to tell me who is a hero and who I should be lining up behind. And there's more, right? Uh, anybody who thinks the deep state cares about Ukraine and Ukrainian lives is kidding themselves, right? I'll take that seriously when the New York Slimes comes out and apologizes for Walter Durante, their fake news reporter and communist propagandist, who relentlessly parroted Joseph Stalin's propaganda about Ukraine as he was slaughtering them. He murdered about 10 million Ukrainians. He starved them to death with the deliberate assistance of the New York Times. And of course, the New York Times won a Pulitzer Prize for it. So when the New York Times apologizes, when they give back the Pulitzer Prize, when Walter Durante is officially condemned as a lying, disgusting propagandist who helped slaughter 10 million Ukrainians, maybe, maybe I'll take seriously the media's alleged concern about Ukrainian lives. Folks, that was a genocide, and uh, we should be talking about it. Also, these same people in Congress and around the, all, over, all over the world who suddenly have discovered that they're so passionate about the integrity of borders and national sovereignty. Uh, yeah, no, these are the same people who spent the last year keeping our southern border wide open, allowing anybody to cross it, who've been dismantling American sovereignty for generations. Sorry, folks, but these people don't care about borders. They don't care about sovereignty. So that is not the real agenda. Uh, I was in Ukraine uh, just a couple of years ago, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful place. It's an interesting place. The poverty is unimaginable. Um, I, I've been to many of the, the toughest slums in the world, in Africa and Latin America. And I'll tell you, going to Ukraine was eye opening. I mean, you go to some of these villages and it's like you're going back in time hundreds of years. I mean, they don't have cars. They, they ride around on donkeys with little carts and they're farming with like hand implements. You're like, was this real? Uh, and it is. It is real. Um, they spent uh, generations under the crushing boot of 
totalitarian communism. And unfortunately, uh, the vestiges of that have never really been removed. Now, uh, some good things have happened, right? And we'll talk about those. Uh, Even during the uh, uh, Western-backed coup that took place there, some good things happened. Uh, Statues of Lenin came down, and and who could be against bringing down statues of Lenin? But I want to make clear that uh, the current Ukrainian regime is basically a puppet of the same dishonest and corrupt U.S. government that is right now waging war against our own country, Uh, the same government that is locking up our energy supplies so that we have to buy oil from the Russians, the Venezuelans, take your pick. Uh, And of course, uh, the current Ukrainian government is a puppet of various connected deep state billionaire so-called oligarchs, mostly former communists from the Ukrainian uh, communist period. Um, Folks, we're being deceived on a massive, massive level. Um, And and if you don't believe me that the current Ukrainian government is just a a puppet of the disgusting deep state toadies running our government, uh, let me show you some evidence. Uh, I want to show you this video of Joe Biden bragging while he was vice president about how he was able to get Ukraine's top prosecutor, uh, Viktor Shokin, fired. Uh, He's bragging at the Council on Foreign Relations. These things are normally not for public consumption. He's bragging to his fellow deep state globalists. But uh, check this out. So I got Ukraine and uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team or others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and and I was supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Now, remember, Joe Biden is a fervent advocate of the New World Order. He actually wrote a piece in 1992 for the Wall Street Journal about how he learned to love the New World Order. So, folks, um, if Joe Biden is calling the shots in the Ukrainian government, as he was back then, um, do you really think that this government is friendly to liberty? Do you think this government is friendly to Christianity, to Western values? Of course not. Right. Uh, And I want to make clear here, too. I don't know if you if you paid close attention to that clip, but Joe Biden clearly implicated Barack Hussein Obama in this criminal conspiracy. Uh, He said, oh, you want to talk to President? Well, call him. Right. Uh, So Barack Obama was clearly involved in this conspiracy, too. This wasn't just Joe Biden. Uh, And of course, Joe Biden admitted earlier on in that same uh, little talk at the Council on Foreign Relations that he was working for Richard. Richard, of course, uh, was the is the president of the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, I probably should introduce myself to people, everybody. Uh, My name is Richard Haas, by the way. Uh, I work here at the Council on Foreign Relations. And I work for Richard. Now, Trump knew about all this. I want to show you a little clip. And, and Trump is talking about this while he's sitting right next to Zelensky. Check this out. Because the corruption is massive. Now, when Biden's son walks away with millions of dollars from Ukraine and he knows nothing. Everybody in Washington, in D.C. knows that uh, Ukraine is uh, the Ukrainian government is a cesspool of corruption. It is a cesspool of former communists. It is a cesspool of deep state toadies. 
And uh, nobody should believe for a second that this Ukrainian government is uh, this great heroic defender of freedom and Western values. It's simply not true. Uh, now, Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter Biden, yes, that crackhead Hunter Biden, uh, who was very involved in selling out America to the communist Chinese. So we know all that. Uh, he also was very active in Ukraine. Uh, he was actually making lots of money from a company called Burisma Holdings, a, a Ukrainian gas company owned by an oligarch that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, this is really critical, folks. The the prosecutor that Joe Biden was bragging about getting fired was actually investigating this crooked company, Burisma, that was enriching the Biden crime family. Yes, you heard me correct. Uh, in fact, after the prosecutor was fired, the prosecutor filed a federal complaint here with authorities in the United States asking that uh, these people be held accountable and that they be charged with a crime. But of course, uh, Hunter Biden was really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the corruption involving America's deep state elite families. Uh, former Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines, was actually a business partner of uh, Hunter Biden the crackhead. Now, business partner in the world of the elite doesn't mean what we think it does. Right? It's not that these people are out there producing goods and services that are useful in the marketplace at prices better than their competitors. Uh, these people are crooked, corrupt, influence peddling deep state toadies. So they enrich themselves, they sell out their country, and they help build up the new world order. So that's what's going on here, folks. And um, we have uh, so much evidence about this. And actually, right after Trump won the election, I don't think the deep state was expecting that, uh, John Kerry, who was running the uh, U.S. State Department at the time, announced that it was looking for a contractor to, and I'm quoting here, uh, build a network of civic activists throughout Ukraine. Hmm, that's interesting. And and folks, again, we're just talking the, the tip of the iceberg here. Uh, the head of the House Intelligence Committee, the chairman there, uh, Representative Adam Schiff, yes, the guy who was sleeping with a communist Chinese spy while he was running the House Intelligence Committee, uh, he actually benefited from a 2013 fundraiser thrown in his honor by a Ukrainian oligarch, a billionaire by the name of Igor Pasternak. Uh, he is, of course, a Soviet arms dealer. And uh, he has been very active in influencing American politics, and he's been one of the leading advocates for this uh, militaristic approach to Ukraine. Now, don't think I'm just picking on Democrats. I'm not. Uh, there is plenty of corruption to go around on the rhino side, on the Republican side as well. Uh, plenty of corrupt Ukrainian money to go around. Uh, how about former White House National Security Advisor John Bolton, the neoconservative member of the Council on Foreign Relations? He pocketed a cool $115,000 from a Ukrainian steel oligarch, uh, Viktor Pinchuk. Uh, this guy's got a foundation. Uh, and this was shortly before he entered uh, the Donald Trump administration as national security advisor. Uh, and incidentally, it was covered by the Washington Compost. Uh, also, incidentally, that same oligarch, uh, Pinchuk, has given more than $10 million in donations to the Clinton Foundation. He's also a very close ally of billionaire globalist oligarch George Soros and even the Rothschild banking dynasty that first gave Soros his startup money for his quantum fund and obviously gave him some of the financial intelligence that enabled him to make outrageous returns. And of course, if you don't think George Soros is making money through insider trading, you're not paying attention. He's been convicted of insider trading. 
So that's where he is making all this money from. He's not just an incredibly smart businessman. He is a crook. Um, also, incidentally, Pinchuk, the Ukrainian oligarch that was showering money on John Bolton and on the Clintons, uh, he also just so happens to be connected to a bunch of Russian billionaire oligarchs who just so happen to be very co close to Russian strongman Vladimir Putin. And he just so happens to be a major player in the globalist world economic forum pushing the Great Reset. Folks, the, the level of corruption in Ukraine is outrageous. It is basically a deep state money laundering operation. Um, in, in, impoverishing the people of Ukraine and looting them for the purpose of benefiting the elites and showering money on their cronies. Uh, these same criminals behind the Hunter Biden Burisma fiasco are also the same criminals behind Mr. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Uh, consider this, right? Well, the oligarch who actually owns Burisma or owned Burisma, uh, Ihor Kolomoisky, uh, after the coup, he was appointed uh, the governor of uh, Dnepropest. Dnipropetrovsk, a very critical Ukrainian city that uh, during Soviet times was known as a, a military center. Uh, you couldn't go in or out without special permission. And according to the Anti-Corruption Action Center, Kolomoisky actually owned Burisma. Uh, he owned several other Ukrainian gas companies as well through offshore entities in the British Virgin Islands, in Cyprus. Uh, his net worth, the estimates, and nobody really knows because these people hide their money in all these shell companies and all these um special jurisdictions, but uh, the estimates of his net worth are in the billions. Uh, he also just so happened to own the media company that made Zelensky famous. I mean, imagine all these coincidences. Just it, It's just incredible. I mean, it, nothing to see here, folks, right? Uh, so he owned this media company that made Zelensky famous. Uh, one of the shows that ran on his propaganda station actually featured Zelensky as a president, right? As the president of Ukraine. It was called Servant of the People. And uh, in this TV show, uh, Zelensky, the actor, was a teacher and he didn't want to be a politician, but he went on this rant against the oligarchs. Isn't that funny that his show was financed and run by the oligarchs? But he went on this rant against the oligarchs and then he ended up being president and he appointed a bunch of his buddies as senior ministers. And of course, that is exactly what happened just a few years later. Now, this uh, oligarch, the owner of Burisma, also provided campaign cash special cars, security, and much more, lots of propaganda for Zelensky. Hmm, what do you suppose the odds of that are, folks? Uh, Zelensky, of course, also has his own offshore companies. He's got a 15-room villa in Tuscany. Folks, these people are robbing you, they're looting you, and they're playing you for a fool. Uh, Ihor uh, Kol Kolomoisky also uh, helped bankroll Zelensky's new political party that he helped elect dozens of members of parliament as part of Zelensky's new party, even as he was jetting back and forth between Switzerland and Israel and traveling around the world, spending his ridiculously ill-gotten gains. Uh, he's also, this is really interesting, he's also uh, a leading financier of the infamous Azov Battalion. Yes, that's the militia that openly flies Nazi symbols and swastikas and, and other Nazi insignia as they shell civilians in the Russian-speaking eastern portions of Ukraine, some of which broke off after the uh, 2014 coup uh, led by deep state toadies in the West and their agents in Ukraine. Uh, Kolomoisky's uh, militias are all over the place. They're killing civilians. They're using indiscriminate shelling. Uh, and that's according to establishment-funded, deep state-controlled human rights organizations. Check this out from Human Rights Watch. And this is a rocket that 
The fighting between insurgent and Ukrainian government forces in eastern Ukraine is taking an increasing toll on civilians. Unguided rockets apparently launched by Ukrainian government forces have killed at least 16 civilians and wounded many more in insurgent-controlled areas of eastern Ukraine. On July 12, for example, multiple rockets hit a residential area in western Donetsk called the Petrovsky district, killing seven people, including two children. In another attack the same day, multiple rockets hit another residential area just outside of Donetsk, killing six civilians. Human Rights Watch investigated the weapon remnants that we found at the attack sites, and we were able to identify the rockets as grads. These rockets are three meters long and can usually hit up to 20 kilometers away. Okay, and uh, Amnesty International has also spoken out about these militias. Uh, they're being funded, like I said, by Kolomoisky, the same guy that owned Burisma, the same guy that was bankrolling Hunter Biden, the crackhead, the same guy that was bankrolling Zelensky to take over Ukraine. Folks, if you think these things are all coincidences, uh, I'm sorry, but you need to check yourself. All right. Uh, so. We got much more. Uh, Kolomoisky also finances something called the IDAR Battalion, another one of these uh, militias that is completely out of control running around Ukraine uh, and, of course, killing civilians. And that's not to say that uh, the, the separatists in eastern Ukraine are, are all great. I mean, of course, they're backed by Putin, who we exposed last week. And, you know, a lot of people got mad at us for exposing Putin. Well, they all need to be exposed. And you deserve to know the truth. Okay, uh, Stop believing the narrative. You don't have to line up behind Putin or Zelensky to be a decent human being. We could just say, hey, they're both corrupt. They're both doing bad things. Why does the choice always have to be made for us by the deep state, right? You could choose pick your poison, um, but what about the option of just not having poison? Uh, now, we do have uh, text messages that came off of Hunter Biden's laptop, yes, the crackhead, uh, showing that he was asking Haley Biden, uh, his brother's widow, and of course his mistress, and really weird family, it's like a Jerry Springer show, um, if he believed that these uh, so-called children burned alive in Donetsk um, were, were related to him. And of course they were, right? Uh, the militias that were burning these children alive in Donetsk were funded by the uh, Ukrainian oligarch Kolomoisky, who was funding Hunter Biden and who was funding Zelensky. Uh, Kolomoisky also had a, a, a company, a bank called Privat Bank, and this uh, collapsed amid accusations of fraud and embezzlement. They ended up sticking taxpayers in the United States and Europe with the bill, billions of dollars, uh, over $5 billion worth of bills for this bailout. And of course, uh, Kolomoisky just laundered all that money and bought some nice properties all over the world. And uh, pretty amazing, guys, what's going on here. Now, I want to talk about what happened in 2014. Uh, we did some great coverage of this over at The New American. My friend and colleague, uh, William F. Jasper, I think, did some of the most important reporting in the world on this. But for those who have very short memories, uh, there was a violent coup in Ukraine in 2014, and it brought the current regime to power. Now, of course, they had an election, and there's a, a, a technically a new figurehead for the regime, but it's really the, an extension of the same thing. Uh, this was called the, the Euro-Maidan uh, revolution. It was a color revolution helped along by the Central Intelligence Agency, by George Soros, and by other evil power players. Uh, in fact, the head of Stratfor, known as the uh, private CIA, it's a private intelligence company, 
said that this uh, thing in Ukraine was the most blatant coup in history. Okay, um, we have a leaked call from uh, from Obama's assistant secretary of state, Victoria Nuland, who, by the way, is still involved in stirring the pot in Ukraine, and the Obama administration's ambassador to Ukraine, uh, Jeffrey Pia. Or Pyatt, uh, and this phone call, it ended up being leaked onto the internet. It exposed these two clowns conspiring to bring about regime change in Ukraine. So this was not an organic color revolution that the people were just tired of uh, the, the corrupt leader. And he was a corrupt leader, Yanukovych, the uh, pro-Putin uh, member of the Soviet Communist Party back when the Soviet Union was still around, a very nasty guy. But this wasn't just a spontaneous uprising of Ukrainians who wanted freedom. There was much, much more going on. Now, as I mentioned, there were some positive developments that came out of this. Uh, Lenin statues across big parts of Ukraine were torn down. And hey, um, you know, as long as we're going to be tearing down statues, uh, we might as well tear down statues of mass murdering monsters like Lenin. Uh, and in their place, crosses were going up. So that was nice. But uh, again, if you look at what was going on behind the scenes, you will see that um, not a whole lot changed except just some new deep state players got in with the old deep state players and uh, many of the power players in Ukraine prior to the revolution ended up remaining in power after the revolution. Uh, the New York Times put it this way on February 24th. They said, a Ukrainian protesters see too many familiar faces in parliament after revolution. And of course, that's because it's true. Uh, there were many and there still are many familiar faces in power in Ukraine. Uh, many of these oligarchs are actually just former communist bigwigs from the Soviet times. And uh, this is just exactly what Anatoly Golitsyn warned us of, right? Uh, the, the most important defector from the KGB to the Western world. Uh, he warned that uh, there was going to be a phony collapse of communism, that the communists would remain in charge. They might not call themselves communists anymore. They might call themselves businessmen. They might form new political parties. But that's exactly what happened in Ukraine. It's exactly what happened in Russia. Uh, and this is exactly what we saw even after the revolution, right? Uh, the the same criminals ended up in charge. Now, ask yourself, folks, after Nazi Germany fell, we put all the Nazis on trial and we hanged many of them for their monstrous crimes, for running uh, these camps, for executing huge numbers of people. Why, when the collapse of the Soviet Union happened, did not any of these butchers, these monsters, these torturers get put on trial? Why didn't the concentration camp guards who slaughtered millions of people go on trial? Why were they not punished? Well, because it was a fraud from the beginning. Go back and watch our other videos on this. Now, I want to talk about the role of George Soros, which was hugely significant. Now, uh, Soros was a former director and a major financier of the deep state organization Council on Foreign Relations. It's basically deep state headquarters in America. Uh, and Soros poured tens of millions of dollars into Ukraine to make all this happen. Uh, he's got a group called the International Renaissance Foundation that boasts on its website that it was the single largest donor organization in Ukraine. Okay, o Over the decades running up to the coup, uh, Soros pumped over $100 million U.S. dollars of his own money into Ukraine. And by his own money, I mean the money he looted from humanity with insider trading and things like that. Um, and so with that $100 million, he was also able to attract a lot of taxpayer funding from the EU, from the U.S. government. So that was multiplied uh, by a factor of many. And uh, 
During that time, uh, a bunch of so- Soros puppets were installed into power. And uh, one of the goals, and, and Soros' organizations were pretty open about this, was to, mer- to promote integration of Ukraine with the European Union. Uh, at the time of the revolution, back in 2014, the U.S. State Department commissioned a poll, and they found that only about a third of Ukrainians wanted to be merged into this monstrosity called the European Union, what uh, Mikhail Gorbachev very properly called the new European Soviet. And yet Soros and the, the deep state toadies and the U.S. State Department and at the CIA, we're really excited. We got to merge Ukraine into the EU. We can't have a sovereign, independent nation that's not part of one of these regional blocks. And so that's what happened. Now, another major player in the coup that took place in Ukraine was the National Endowment for Democracy. Uh, this is a CIA offshoot. It was founded in the early 1990s, supposedly to advance democracy promotion. And uh, now, very conveniently, they've deleted all the records of the projects they were funding in Ukraine. I wonder why they would do that. Hmm, very interesting. Uh, Turns out that they awarded um, huge numbers of grants. If you had looked in uh, February of 2022, you would have found that uh, the National Endowment for Democracy, again, basically a CIA front group, uh, had poured something like 22.3 three, nine, four million dollars into Ukraine in the form of 334 different grants and awards that it gave to organizations, entities, and individuals in Ukraine. Folks, this was not a spontaneous uprising of Ukrainians who were just tired of tyranny. This was an engineered color revolution, very much like we saw on U.S. soil during the 2020 election, folks. Uh, And, you know, the uh, I'm not picking on any particular party because, yeah, it was it, most of it happened during the Obama administration. But there are plenty of rhinos and Republicans involved in this as well. Uh, I want to show you a video of uh, two of the worst of the worst neocon rhino globalists in Congress over in Ukraine pushing for war before Trump was even inaugurated. Check this out. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Ми всі повернемося до Вашингтону і ми будемо відстоювати санкції проти Росії. Enough of a Russian aggression. Досить вже російської агресії. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. Час вже щоб вони заплатили заплатили важчу ціну. Our fight is not with the Russian people but with Putin. Ми боремося не з російським народом, але з Путіним. Our promise to you is to take your calls to Washington. Inform the American people of your bravery. And make the case against Putin to the world. I believe you will win. I am convinced you will win. And we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. Я вірю в те, що ви виграєте, переможете. Я переконаний в тому, що ви переможете, і ми вам допоможемо всіма можливими засобами. And we have succeeded not because of equipment, but because of your courage. Ви успішні не через обладнання, але через вашу відважність. So I thank you and the world is watching. And the world is watching because we cannot allow Vladimir Putin to succeed here. Because if he succeeds here, he will succeed in other countries. There you go, folks, right? Uh, The neocon 
warmongering establishment rhino totalitarian deep state toadies were already advocating for war long before actual war broke out. Now, don't think Zelensky's not involved in this. Uh, here's his biography on the World Economic Forum website. Isn't it interesting how all these global leaders are all involved with this disgusting freak show that is the World Economic Forum? These people pushing the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Right? How can it be? What are the odds of that? Right? Uh, Klaus Schwab bragging about how he penetrated every government in the world, practically. Now, uh, Zelensky also has, has made some interesting revelations on his own Twitter account, right? Uh, check out this tweet where he's bragging that um, he admires uh, Justin Castro, I mean, sorry, Justin Trudeau, uh, the totalitarian wannabe dictator of Canada. Uh, I mean, really? Really? That really didn't age well, did it? Uh, now, uh, Trudeau, uh, a raging totalitarian. Uh, he's also another World Economic Forum lackey, another one of these young global leaders. Uh, he says that uh, of all the governments in the world, he most admires the mass murdering dictatorship in communist China because they can make a decree and there will be investments in solar panels. Yeah, seriously. All right, guys. Now, uh, you know, I want to point out also Zelensky is not some kind of Christian conservative. He's not a freedom fighter. Here's a video of him dressing in high heels, uh, dancing around in tight leather clothes, a big time LGBT activist. As I mentioned, he is a major supporter of abortion. Uh, here is a video that is so perverted. Uh, we can't even explain to you what's going on here, but you can probably see it. And, uh, you know, if, if there was any doubt in your mind about whether Zelensky was a good guy or not. I want to show you this clip of Zelensky getting a standing ovation from Congress. Watch this. All right, guys. This is the same Congress that has made Americans uh, in debt $30 trillion. This is the same Congress that continues to steal our tax money to fund the murder of unborn babies. This is the same Congress that is openly destroying our country, that's got the border wide open, that is uh, bankrupting this nation. Those are the guys who love Zelensky. So, folks, uh, I think it is very clear at this point that these people do not have your best interests at heart. Zelensky is one of them, not one of us. Uh, then, of course, there's those bioweapon labs that everybody's talking about. Of course, these were originally built by the Soviets. And again, Hunter Biden pops up, right? Hunter Biden's company, Rosemont Seneca, actually invested in MetaBiota, which is uh, one of the companies that got all these contracts from the entities involved in these bio labs in Ukraine. Uh, of course, we have Victoria Nuland, the same lady who helped overthrow the previous government, now saying that if there is a biowarfare attack, it'll definitely be a Russian false flag. Check out this video. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. So uh, if you believe Victoria Nuland, um, I don't know what to tell you, but all, all these warmongers that uh, that want to go to war in Ukraine, uh, I say, hey, uh, I'll be the first one to volunteer. I'll buy you a rifle. I'll buy you a plane ticket. You can fly right over there and uh, hey, knock yourself out. Right. But leave the rest of us out of this, folks. Uh, in conclusion, you know, I, I don't really know. 
that there is a good conclusion to this. I just think you need to know all the facts to be able to come to sensible conclusions. But my conclusion is we don't need to line up behind either Zelensky or Putin, right? Neither of them uh, is worthy of our support. Neither of them are God-fearing, liberty-supporting, pro-America, pro-liberty individuals. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're both working to destroy liberty. They're both working to advance the new world order. And it just goes with what the Bible says, right? Put not your trust in princes. Zelensky's not going to save anybody. Putin's not going to save anybody. Folks, only God can save you. Now, uh, before we go to fix all these other problems in other countries, you know, we got to send weapons to them or intervene there or no fly zone here. Uh, why don't we worry about the problems in our country, the corrupt mafia that has been running the U.S. government? Right, uh, Congressman Larry McDonald, a uh, Democrat from Georgia, whose plane was actually shot down by the Soviets, um, he had a great bill in Congress uh, to start an investigation of the Council on Foreign Relations. I think that'd be a very good place to start. Before we go picking winners and losers, before we go defending this country or opposing that country or starting a war or World War III, uh, why don't we clean out the mess here in our country, the very same so-called foreign establishment, uh, foreign policy establishment that has put us and the Ukrainians and the Russians into this giant mess. Uh, and don't forget, folks, you know, don't forget, uh, Ukraine would not be in this situation if it hadn't have been for the Clinton crime family. Clinton administration back in the 1990s told the Ukrainians to give up all their nuclear weapons and America will protect you. Yeah, well, that, that's what a promise from the U.S. government is worth, folks. Don't trust the U.S. government. Don't trust Zelensky and don't trust Putin. They're all out to get you. None of them are looking out for your best interest. And I hate to break it to you, folks. If you're one of those ones that lined up behind Zelensky or one of those folks that lined up behind Putin, um, I, I give you these facts because I don't want you to be misinformed. I don't want you to be misguided. Um, it's not an attack on you. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State. Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more next week. Until then, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together. Expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.